your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Uh, happy Tuesday. Uh, welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, Jay Foster. This is, as always, a daily podcast on all things Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, and today we get to talk about a win for once, which is very exciting. Um, but in with the good, there is also some bad, uh, and it is time once again, for us to discuss John Tortorella's coaching decisions. Uh, But first, let's have a look at the breakdown of last night's game, uh, because it was better than uh, Sunday afternoon's game in basically every aspect. Um, So it was, it started off as a much kind of better game for the Blue Jackets in general, I thought, um, we had a really strong start, we came right out, we got three, we got the first three shots of the game, uh, and then it kind of went a little bit upside down, um, Carolina kind of found their feet, uh, I, I said before the game, they're starting, um, Alex Nadelkovic, who is fairly untested, uh, so, you know, do what they didn't do with Jake Ottinger in, the game against Dallas, uh, they've got to make it hard for him, um, and it seemed like they were going to do that, and then they kind of trickled off halfway through the period, uh, the, Blue, the Hurricanes got, I think, the next seven shots on goal, uh, but then Scott Harrington just kind of flips the puck at the net, I don't think he's even shooting to, like, score, I think he's just kind of trying maybe for a rebound or a tip or something like that. Uh, it bounces off uh, Andrei Svechnikov's shoulder, I believe, uh, off the crossbar and then just kind of like slow motion falls into the net and Nedeljkovic gets a glove on it, but not fast enough. Uh, that is Scott Harrington's first goal of the year. That's his second point in two games. Uh, he's doing doing okay, having not played since, like, last January, so, you know. The defence as a whole continues to be kind of brutal, uh, but it's nice to see guys like Harrington kind of producing, um, because that's what we need if, you know, the guy, the big guys are not. Um, I did like the Jones-Gavrikov pairing, um, I thought that was, that was decent, uh, I still... I'm hopeful that when Warinsky comes back in a couple of weeks, we will somehow figure out how to fix him and Jones and put them kind of back where they should be, uh, which is, you know, one of the top defensive pairings in the league. Um, so we go into the second period, up one nothing. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, Corpsalo is looking a lot stronger than he did last game. Uh, and then... Nino Niederreiter, uh, again, it's another weird, another weird goal, because there are weird goals only, uh, this game, apparently, um, and it's kind of a weird play, Dean Kuken kind of 
bounces the puck off the board. It pings off someone's skate, I think, uh, and then just kind of bounces out in front of Corpusala, where Niederreiter is kind of about six feet away from it. Uh, he and Corpusala race for the puck. Niederreiter just gets there first, uh, and it kind of goes off uh, Corpusalo's glove, and then his pad, and then the post, and then his skate, and then in the net. Um, which, oof, uh, that was that was rough. That was hard to watch. Um, I can't say that I would have wanted him to do anything different, um, because if he had stayed there, that he would have kind of been one on one against um, Needwriter. So I don't like begrudge him wanting to attempt the the poke check uh but not not ideal shall we say um and it feels a little bit like that's gonna be it uh teams kind of trade trade shots for a while uh and then i believe savard takes a hooking penalty which is annoying but it was either that or let the carolina hurricanes have like basically a straight break um, into the other, into their own zone, so it's, I, I hate that kind of, oh, it's a penalty, you've got to take, it's a good penalty, because it, no, but it was an understandable one, at least, uh, and then Columbus Blue Jackets, their power kill, uh, is, is in full effect, uh, because six seconds in, uh, Atkinson gets a break, gets hauled down by Tabo Teravainen, uh, and I'm just about to, you know, send out a tweet being like, oh, hey, let's play four on four, and then I realise it's a penalty shot, which, you know, Atkinson loves penalty shots, um, and the goal is just pure, pure Atkinson, uh, just kind of deeks Nedeljkovic out of his crease, um, puts it in, that is two on Blue Jackets, that is... Uh, Cam Atkinson's second shorthanded goal of the year, I believe, uh, and it is uh, a Blue Jackets record, actually. Um, it ties him with Rick Nash for most shorthanded goals by a Blue Jacket with 14. So yeah, this was not this was quite a pretty goal to score, but I'm still counting it in the weird goal section because it's a shorthanded penalty shot, and how often do you see shorthanded penalty shots? Um, and so it's two one. I'm starting to feel good about this team again. Uh, I wish we were getting more shots because I feel like I think at this point we still had only just reached double digits, uh, which is kind of the theme of this Blue Jacket season: is we cannot get shots on net to save our lives. Um, and then typical Blue Jackets, Hurricanes game. Uh, again, another weird bounce. Uh, another, it's not a controversial goal, but it some of the, the after effects of this goal did create some drama, which, uh, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Brock McGinn somehow ends up alone in front of the net, the puck bounces to him, uh, and Corpusalo just can't get there in time. Uh, it's not great defending from Patrick Line, which is rude because literally, I think 10 minutes earlier, I had talked about how 
uh, pleasantly surprised I was at his back checking and kind of his two-way play. Um, and then he just kind of drifts, loses his man, and Puck goes in the net. It's 2-2. Uh, Line A does not see the ice again for the rest of the game. Uh, again, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, but first, I would like to talk about Jack Roslovic, uh, who I genuinely didn't know he had it in him. Uh, not even a breakaway goal. He look it looks like nothing. Um, he somehow manages to. It goes from skate to it goes from stick to skate, uh, back to stick. Slips between two Hurricanes defenders. Somehow get like slides across the front of the uh, front of the crease and then just like puts the puck between Nadelkovich's legs as he's sliding across it was oh man it was it was a good goal um it wasn't like Texier's shootout goal good but it was still pretty pretty good uh, and that ended up being the game winner that's his first game winning goal as a blue jacket uh, that is his seventh point in seven games i believe so Columbus native, uh, Blue Jacket hero, Jack Roslovic, uh, give him the MVP now, I think. Uh, coming up in just a minute, uh, we have to, uh, I want to talk some more about the good things in this game, uh, but first I've got to tell you about Bet Online. So the Super Bowl is over, obviously, but don't worry, there are still, uh, there's still the NBA, there's still the NHL, you know, there are still sports for us to watch and enjoy uh, and if you fancy mixing business with pleasure then there's only one place that has you covered and there's one place that we trust for sports betting that's betonline.ag if you sign up today for a free account use promo code locked on all one word you get a 50 percent welcome bonus so if you want to put some money on the blue jackets beating the blackhawks in a couple of days or you want to bet on Jack Roslovic winning the Hart Trophy, then Bet Online has those odds for you. Uh, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honouring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than The Game. This week, Candice Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. So all in all, there was there was quite a lot to like about this game, I thought. Um, defensively, I thought we were much more solid. Corpusalo had a much better game. Um, he was he was the most notable one, I think. I don't necessarily think he had a bad game uh, on Sunday afternoon, but going from six goals on twenty eight shots or something is uh, much be- uh, much worse than two goals on twenty four. Um, it, it looked a lot more like the Corpusalo that we've seen for most of the season, um, apart from, like, that moment where his brain stopped working and he just kind of put the puck in his own net. Um, that was the unfortunate, but the other goal, you know, not his fault. Defence should have should have been there. Um, Roslovic obviously had a good game. Uh, he is getting more and more confident 
every time he steps on the ice. It's really, he's really fun to watch. Um, I like that they're playing him with line A because there's clearly some kind of chemistry there. Um, and he seems to be gelling well with Atkinson as well. That's that's a really fun, a really fun line. I do still want to see line A Texier Bjorkstrand at some point because I do feel like just load that top line up uh, and and let him go. Um, defense again, I thought was markedly improved. I was a little bit kind of worried about several parts of the defense. Um, I was glad to see Kukan and Del Zotto back together because again I think they've been our most consistent and good defensive pairing this season um I didn't hate moving Gavrikov up to play on that top pairing uh with Jones because I do think he has been a very good kind of defensive defenseman for us on that shutdown pairing with Savard but he does have that kind of rover's instinct in him uh which is a lot of fun to watch and I think he and Jones kind of played off each other pretty well. Um, Harrington Savard I was worried about, but apparently I didn't need to be um, because Scott Harrington apparently has decided that this is his season to just kind of come out and score all the goals in the world. So so that was good. Um, the only problem, and again, we're going to get into this a little bit more, uh, after that first goal, uh, which Dean Kukan kind of... It was a couple of small mistakes that added up to a goal uh, for the Hurricanes. And I don't necessarily think it was all Kukan's fault, but Tortorella clearly thought differently. Uh, Dean Kukan did not play uh, much, if at all, uh, after that first goal, which is not what you want to see. Um, And a similar thing with Lina, he did not play after that second goal. Uh, because Tortorella has... I hesitate to, like, rant and rave about this, um, because for the most part, I do think Tortorella has been good for this team. Um, You know, when the Dubois thing came down, we all talked at length about, oh, is it Tortorella's fault? Like, should he still be in Columbus? Uh, Surely at some point, it will, you know, the GM will realize it is not all of the star players that are wrong and Tortorella that is right. Um, but on the other hand, you know, I talked about this a little bit last night. Tortorella gets a pass because he gets results. Um, he's done things with this team that I don't think anyone really thought he would do. Uh, when he was hired back in 2015, I was not looking forward to it. I fully expected the Blue Jackets to continue to be bad, uh, and somehow, like, that first season was rough, but somehow after that, he dragged us into the playoffs. Um, Mostly on the back of Sergei Bobrovsky, but also, I think, his specific coaching style um, lends itself well to a team like the Blue Jackets, uh, which is made up of guys who are maybe not that talented, but damn it, they try. Uh, And so I think there's a lot of guys in that room that would run through a wall for Tortorella. So it's really difficult to kind of um, say, okay, yeah, let's get rid of him because I don't think it's that easy. Um, I think a lot depends on how Line A kind of turns up next game 
Um, and everyone seems to think that he's going to have a really good bounce back game. Um, again, we talked about this a little bit when, when he was acquired. I think the thing about line A and Tort is line A has just as much kind of fire and passion and, um, he's just as willing to stand up to conflict as Tortorella is, I think. And so it'll be interesting to see how he responds. I suspect it will probably be with a goal or two uh, the next game. He knows Chicago well. Um, I think they're one of the teams that he scored the most goals on. So it would be good to see him kind of come out and show Tortorella that he does know how to play this game. Um, and he's not going to just kind of coast like he did on that 2-2 goal. Um, the goal itself, I don't think, was partic- was uh, Line's fault. It was just a combination of things. I think what Tortorella saw was him just kind of standing around, uh, not marking Brockwigan as closely as he should have been, and that was kind of the, the breaking point for him. Um... We'll talk about this a little bit more in just a minute, but first I've got to tell you about Built Bar, because Built Bar is back, they are better than ever, and in the most exciting news, they have a brand new limited edition flavour, uh, so if you think that coconut brownie Built Bar is for you, then run, don't walk. Uh, this is added to the amazing, the 18 amazing flavours that they already have, including nut and non-nut flavours. There are six brand new permanent flavors. There are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, uh, my personal favorite, carrot cake. Uh, and every single bar is covered in 100% chocolate. Uh, they're super like soft, easy to eat. Uh, I know sometimes you get a protein bar and it's kind of like chewing a bit of beef jerky. This is not that at all. Uh, they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great if you're on keto. They're perfect if you are, you know, an avid gym goer and you need like just an extra hit of protein to start your day or recover from like today's leg workout. Or if, you know, like me, you've done approximately nothing since uh, everything shut down last March and you just want to eat chocolate but also feel like you're doing something good for yourself, then Built Bar is the bar for you. Um, best of all, if you go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, that is promo code locked on, all one word, for 20% off at builtbar.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from locked on fantasy hockey host Scott Cullen. He gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get podcasts. So I do want to kind of... I don't want to talk too much about Tortorella this episode, um, because tomorrow I am going to go into kind of a deeper dive in Tortorella's time in Columbus and look at has he outstayed his welcome? Has he... Um, you know, has he started to lose the room, which I don't think he has? Uh, has he started to lose Kakalainen? Is he at fault for Dubois? You know, is he pushing Line away before he's even really settled? You know, there's a lot of 
a lot of moving parts to the the Tortorella issue. Um, but I I am only really going to talk about this game. Uh, and frankly, I I agree to an extent with sitting a player. Um, if a player makes a mistake, then I get like, okay, well you don't get to play for the next five minutes. You know, it's a timeout. Um, I do not agree with making that player sit for the rest of the game. Uh, and there are a couple of couple of reasons. Uh, one, it doesn't give them a chance to go out there and fix the mistake that they made. Um, I feel like he knows he made a mistake. He knows he messed up. And he seems like the kind of player who, if he you know goes back to the bench and gets told, hey, you effed up there, fix it, then he would go out and score a goal or you know the next time that scenario happened he would not be caught kind of hovering around the face-off dot um waiting for waiting for someone else to to do the work um so i feel like if you just kind of let them sit there then they just kind of stew and get mad which okay being mad is good but you can't now wait two days for him to be able to redeem himself, I think. Okay, make him sit for a couple of shifts and then be like, right, okay, we'll go out there and and fix the mess that you made. Um, and the other thing is it puts your team at a disadvantage at a whole. I get that you want to punish this one player, um, but I don't think it should be done at the expense of the team, uh, especially a team like this. So... Carolina was missing Vincent Trocek due to injury. They had a basically untested goalie in net. Uh, they actually were playing with 11 forwards and 6D because they don't have the salary cap to call up another player, and they had four guys on IR already. So, you know, it's a team that we should have taken advantage of, but when Tortorella benched both Kukan and Line A, he took us from having 18 skaters to having 16, and suddenly Carolina outnumbered us uh and that was they could only play with 17 skaters through necessity we chose to play with 16 uh it's putting your team at a disadvantage it's not giving your team the best chance to win um and i think that's that's what it comes down to for me is this is a team sport and i don't think punishing one player for making a mistake can be kind of held in a vacuum. I think if you punish that one player, especially a player like Laine, who scored two goals last game, he was, you know, absolutely the MVP in that mess. Um, I think by sitting him, you are setting your team up to fail. He should be on the ice, you know. I got some, someone um, was in my, my Twitter mentions the other day, I made a comment about um, Line 8, and some Jets fan was like, well, then why are you only giving him 18 minutes of ice time? Uh, First of all, sir, I do not set the ice time for this team. I am just a podcast host who does not even work for the team. Uh, But second of all, one of the strengths of Columbus is that we don't need to play our top line forwards like 24 minutes a game. 18 minutes keeps him fresh, uh, keeps him, you know able to do more than he would if he was tireder um but that's that's beside the point i think a guy like line eight you want to be playing regular shift you want him to be developing chemistry he's brand new to the team i get that you want to like pull your power trip and teach him that this is how we do things in columbus but i don't know if it's the way to 
to treat players. I don't think it's the way... I don't think it has been for a while. I think there's... A guy like Tortorella has an expiration date, and I think it's coming up. Um, I think that's all the time I have for today, but tomorrow I am going to be back talking and thinking about Tortorella. Um, you know, should he stay, should he go, etc. Like, if he goes, then who do we replace him with? Think, you know, things like that. Um, but until then, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, I am at jaythegoalie. Uh, I have another piece for LGBT history month up uh this week i talked to zach sullivan of the manchester storm uh about how his year has been since he came out a year ago uh last month uh if you would like to follow this podcast it is lo underscore blue jackets on twitter if you have comments questions criticisms uh especially if you have thoughts on tortorella's hiring firing contract extension whatever uh please email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com uh, so tomorrow, Tortorella, and the day after, I believe I will be sitting down with Jack Bushman of Locked on Hawks to discuss the upcoming miniseries between the Black Hawks and the Blue Jackets. Uh, but until then, goodbye. <laughs>